32. It's episode 32. Rate and review us on iTunes. Follow us on Instagram at yellowpackage604. Um, and yeah, hope you have healthy bowel movements. Yeah! You're listening to Yellow Packaging by Jesslyn and Colton. We're two Asians born and raised in Vancouver, living our lives through the perspective of a growing minority. Our podcast is about nothing, about something, and about everything. We talk about issues going on in our lives, our city, and how that relates back to our place in a Western society. So sit back, listen up, and get a new view on what it's like. Get a new view on what it's like to live in Vancouver. To live in Vancouver. Yo. Hey, hey, hey. This is episode 32. Yay. Yellow Packaging. I'm uh, Jesslyn. And I'm Colton. And yeah. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good too. <laughs> yes. We're back in the same position where we're both staring at a wall right now. So, you know, back to the NPR ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. And we feel good. We feel good. Things are great. <laughs> so it's been... What do you think? A few weeks. A few weeks. So like yeah. a little under a month since we last recorded with the good old Maddie Boo. Yeah, what day is it actually? It is August. It's 22nd. been exactly um, a month. Wow, we are so good. good with that. Yes, <laughs> once a month this podcast. Yeah. Well, you know it's summer. We're busy. We got shit to do. So, yeah, you know. it's true. It's very true. Yeah. So since we last recorded with Maddie, um, just want to give you all a head up that. Serious XM for Maddie Boo is still going on. <laughs> you said it right. Yes, <laughs> you did it. Serious XM. Yes, and Top you got it comment. right. Yeah, I know. I've been practicing for the last month. Yeah. So, so make better, sure better you right. go on our Instagram, yellowpackage604, and check out the post that we did on there and make sure you vote for him because he is an A OK and funny man. He is. It's, and, and you have an opportunity to see different clips of um, the contestants. Yeah. And his is pretty good. There's yeah. another girl. I think she's from Vancouver. Maddie had mentioned her in the other episode or the previous episode. Right. Um, her, her bit was really funny, too. Do you remember her name? No. <laughs> but hilarious. <laughs> I will find her name. Yeah. That's so something when I you find compare. it, definitely. You know, I mean. Definitely vote for Maddie Boo because he's just hilarious, but it's definitely gives you new exposure to other communities that you may not have known of. That's so. nice that they're all Canadian. It is Canada-wide. Yeah. So they should be Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> facts. Yeah. Laying down the facts. Just tell them like it is. But yes. it's great that Maddie Boo is from Vancouver, representing the 604. Yes. Yeah. And Edmonton. Exactly. But mostly 604. That's true. Did you very find true. a name or no? Uh, no, okay. I am very slow at the interweb, but uh, here we go. Sometimes I'm like an 87-year-old person okay. working the internet. Um, Andrea Jin. Yeah, I think we saw her at the last Yellow Fever, actually. Um, oh, did she, we? Yeah, I feel like we did. That name sounds familiar. Unless she's not from Vancouver. Irregardless. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is probably going to come out on Sunday, which is... August 25th. 25th. So um, this on August 23rd, not 23rd, 24th, 24th it is the um, Yellow Fever comedy show that's happening. So yeah, I guess I would say go, but by the time, if you didn't know about it, you probably wouldn't have made it. Okay. So I hope you had yeah. fun. But it's great that he's doing this like all the time now. So it's a great way to kind of, if you ever want to go, just Google Yellow Fever comedy show. Yep. Yeah. And For then, Asians and non-Asians. Yeah. 
um, and just find out the dates and make sure you plan ahead and go to one. It's really awesome. It really is. Yeah. And drinks are cheap too. If totally. You're for the biz. Yeah. Just the biz. So that's August 24th. Um, what else has been going on? It's been about two weeks ago in Vancouver. We had this thing called the Vancouver Mural Fest, Mural Fest which is a pretty big like um, art festival. I don't yeah. know if it's a festival per se, but it's a big, it's a like, big art thing that's going on where a lot of local artists... Um, I guess, paint gigantic murals on the walls of buildings in East Vancouver. So just outside of downtown. And you can see some pretty crazy shit that's out there. And I think a lot of um, bigger artists, too, come here to to do it as well. So um, Is this the second time they've done this? I think I it might like be the third time. Okay. Yeah, it's it's been it's been around for a while, I think. But it's getting a lot more exposure, I feel like. Um, last year, my amigo, Hannah, Hannah Lee, Hannah, Hannah. she had a mural up as well, and she did one, so... So are they just say. adding murals or are they painting over existing ones? So they're they're adding murals. Okay. And then I think the building like keeps it up for, I don't know how long, but say like a year or two years. Okay. And then it's up to them if they want to keep it or not. But I think it's just a great way to kind of take advantage of these empty spaces that are just, you know, not not doing anything, right? Why not take advantage of it and make something beautiful out of it, right? Yeah. You've seen those when it's like vinyl wrapped, um, like, BC Hydro. Yeah. BC Hydro, like those, I don't know what they're called, electric boxes. Yeah, yeah. And they're wrapped with like cool yeah. things. So that's, I don't know if that is Vancouver Mural Fest, but I know like, like. But just like using empty thing. space. Yeah, and yeah. turning into something that's like. Cool. Cool, yeah. Um, nice I, to like guy. I know the guy, I can't remember his name, but <clears throat> that brand Obey Propaganda. Obey? I don't know if you remember. Oh, yeah. Him. He was here and he actually did a mural here too. So I think in like celebration of Vancouver Mural Fest. I think he like was one of the the major headliners. That's cool. Even though he's not I don't think he's Canadian, but I think in the same weekend too. I forget the artist's name, but he did the um Obama campaign in 2008. He oh. was here too. Was he doing the murals as well? I think it was like in that same weekend. So oh, nice. it's like an art explosion weekend. Yeah. And it's great cuz I mean I've heard that like the art scene in Vancouver it's it's really hard for up and coming artists to survive because everything's so expensive here. Yeah. So it's great to give like these up and coming artists an opportunity to really show their work in a really larger scale. I mean, I'm sure it's extremely tough. Hearing what Hannah told me, it's like not an easy task whatsoever. Whatsoever having to paint such a huge canvas. Yeah. But it's definitely a great way to get your name out there. So if you are in Vancouver, check out um, I'd say like Main Street Olympic Village area. Just behind there where all the breweries are, you can see a lot of cool murals. Did you check it out this year? Yeah, I checked it out. A lot of cool stuff. It yeah. was really busy, actually. And they were doing some live um, live painting as well, which is really cool. Yeah, so that was hap- that's what was happening in August. And then we also had the uh, Pride Parade, actually. And Did you check it out? <laughs> so... Uh, no, I didn't. Like you were going to. (laughs) I was going to, and I said I was going to, but I thought the Pride Parade was on Monday. So. You're so out of touch with the Pride community. (laughs) (laughs) I am, and I'm pretty embarrassed of it, so. You need to join like a mailing list or something. Yeah, or just put in my calendar. Yeah. (laughs) Or put in a calendar. Major fuck up on my part, so I was unable to attend the Pride Parade. However. Yeah. Um. My mother actually partook in the Pride festivities, actually. She did? Yeah. So I went to Seattle that weekend, but 
so I think the Saturdays when like all like the stuff happens, right? Like, a lot of like fun things happen. <laughs> yeah. And my mom and her amigo just like took transit down downtown and checked out all the pride festivities happening around downtown. That's cute. It was she cool. Had, like a screen print of your face on her t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> my son. My son. My son. I love him. No, she did not. But uh, yeah, she was single. She was very like. I think she had a lot of good time. I think she had a good time. You know, it, it is fun, right? It and is fun. Everybody's yeah. there just celebrating and dancing yeah. around in their Partying, underwear. So. Totally. I've had good memories. Yeah. Like clubs open up yeah. like in the afternoon. Oh my God. And you step out and it's still like <laughs> so bright out. What an experience. That's quite the experience. <laughs> yeah. You know, for all of those club kids. Yes. But yeah, so that's kind of a few things that have happened oh, cool. since we last recorded. Yeah. Um, how about you, Jess? Um, well, we, we went to Kelowna that weekend. That's in the interior, right? Interior, yes, yeah. the Okanagan. The wine um, area of Totally BC. so much fun. Um, yeah. And with Issa. I like, saw you went to a mall. It was that much fun. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We had to cool off. It was like 37 degrees out there. And like the mall obviously has the best air conditioning. <laughs> that and the library. Yeah. We went to the library because, boy, do I love libraries. And with the, how does the library compare to our Vancouver Public Library? Oh, this one is the best. <laughs> I love this place. Did they have recording studios as well? I didn't see any. Um, but they had like cool like poetry workshops, which I'm sure this place has too. Yeah. Of course, like why wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, and I wanted to take Issa to a class, but I just couldn't get myself to do it. Well, I think that's great that you checked it out. Yeah, I checked out a couple wineries out there. Any good ones? Yeah. Um, we went to uh, The Hatch, which I really enjoyed. Um, that one's probably like the most that feels like, a, you know, a brewery. It's kind of like. Okay. So you um, can like get like drinks and just chill out. Yeah. And hang out. Like hang out. Quails gets the same. It's like a little bit bougie, and then yeah. Mission Hill felt very like bougie. Oh yeah, for sure. Mainstream. I heard it. It's like a beautiful like. Oh my gosh! Winery. It's like so nice up there. Yeah, but definitely not like your small, small micro kind of. Yeah, style. like I definitely like that feeling better. Yeah, and we hung out there a little bit longer, and then we got a couple bottles to take home. We weren't yeah. like chugging it <laughs> and let Issa drive us home. Yeah, uh, and then we went to the kangaroo farm, which is really cool. I had no idea we had kangaroos in BC. Yeah, neither in the interior. did I. It's really nice. And then we pet like the you know baby kangaroos are called joeys. Yeah, so you so, pet the joeys. Yeah. We did. Oh, it's so <laughs> cute. hit a couple of joeys. She hit him? Yeah, it was like gentle. And then I don't know what happened to her hand. It was like out of control. Yeah. And then these, um, I forgot what they're called, but it's the like animal in Fern Gully. I don't know. Yeah. But do you know the movie Fern Gully? Yes. From the 90s? Yeah. So anyways, they had some of those there and we got to hold those. That was really neat. Oh, sounds like a good trip. It was a really good trip. Water parks, like we hung out at the beach. Yeah. The, they have a like, beach there? Yeah, like where the Okanagan Lake is. So it's a lake, not a beach. Well, it's like sand. <laughs> okay, what? Well, I guess so. Sure. We hung out by the sand near the lake. You hung out at the lake. You're the right. lake sand. <laughs> Why wouldn't you call that a beach? It because be a, a beach, beach doesn't a beach signify that you're on like ocean? ocean? Yeah, yeah. But like, doesn't beach also mean like sandy area? I don't. I've never. I don't know. Okay, whatever. Lake. Irregardless. Irregardless, there was sand at this lake. Yeah. I'm gonna Google what. 
beach means. I need definition. Not the Leo movie. <laughs> um, you, I think you missed one of the highlights of your Kelowna trip that we talked about. By the ocean. You're right. <laughs> All right. So I'm right. You're wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> First time ever, episode 32. Yeah, so in episode 31, um, we all talked about mall food. Yeah. And you had something really tasty in Kelowna. Yes, we saw a Taco Bell there. <laughs> and I've seen commercials for it where yeah. it's like the Dorito yeah, shell. Yeah, yeah. And I had to have it. And? That's yeah, okay. <laughs> so, it's good. I, I ate it in like three bites. Did it taste like a Dorito? It was. It was very like interesting. Nice. Uh, camping trip tip. If you ever want to taste something similar, um, it's called taco in a bag. Okay. Where you buy, like, you know how when you go to Costco and you buy like the family size pack of Doritos and there's like 24 packs of little small Dorito oh, bags? Oh, got it. Yeah. Yeah. So what you do is you buy those. Um... You bring some, you buy some ground beef and like the fixings for tacos, you know, so lettuce, tomato, cheese, ground beef, sour cream, all that stuff, right? Yeah, got it. Crush up the chips. Got it. Cook all, cook the beef. Yeah. Put the beef in the bag. Yeah. With the lettuce, cheese, tomatoes, whatever. Oh, damn, go shake, on. shake, shake. Yeah. And there you go. You got taco in a bag. That's fantastic. And I that... will do that. <laughs> I wouldn't even do that for camping. Yeah, you don't have to do it for camping. That. I just remember I did that for camping and it was a really easy way to take care of dinner. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's camp. So Kelowna. That's Kelowna. I love Kelowna. It's Amazing. family friendly. You can still party if you want to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good stuff. Good times. All right. So I think that's the gist of what's happened since we last. Yeah. Okay. Recorded. I'll go back to Kelowna too. Yeah. It's like small town enough that yeah. it feels like you're really, really far away. Right. A different culture, different Different vibe. culture, like that, that whole yeah. thing, but it's still close enough for like Things are still very familiar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you see a couple Asians. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's, um, like, a really... Actually, this Malaysian place that we ate at had, like, really good laksa there. Oh, nice. So, it was like, eh. So, even in Kelowna, you can get a good bowl of laksa. Yes. It's <laughs> called green mango, I think. Was it legit? It was legit. It was, like, you know... Run by maybe immigrants. Nice. Scary woman. So oh. they're going to eat in here or eat inside. I was like, I don't know. Where are we going to eat? <laughs> okay. It's like a lot of pressure. It's like, they're how could you? Busy. We're of the same blood. Why do you have to talk are to me like that? Are you yelling at me? Um, but yeah, it, it's that vibe. You kind of get that from Whistler too. It's like far away enough. It feels different. It's but like Whist- resorty. Whistler's just full of Aussies though. It's true. But I get what you mean. I but like it's that. It's like that vibe you yeah, get. Totally. You know, I know you what you mean. You can still like lay out and it still yeah. feels familiar, but not. I know. That's that's. I like that kind of like, and you're like in the country. You yeah, know what I mean? totally. Yeah, I love that. So nice. Amazing. Okay. So awesome, um, awesome, I guess awesome. topic wise, that kind of leads into yeah. what I wanted to talk about. Totally. Let's hear it. Um, so an article came out about... Um, supermarket supermarkets ethnic aisle. Um, David Chang he has a podcast and he had mentioned it on his podcast how upset he is with the international aisle that he sees at his grocers like in the states. Okay, and um, how he would love for that to end. Yeah, because he hates it and he wants it to die. Like the ethnic aisle, the or ethnic the aisle. international. Foods, yeah. yeah, basically, it's all the places in the world that are not white America. Yeah, exactly, um, which. You know, you can kind of see that here. I think you do see it oh, more in small town. Yeah. But I don't think it's as, 
like, you know, I, I can't even really say that. I had to ask Coleman, like, how often he actually sees it. Because I do see it. Yeah. I even saw, like, a Mexican aisle. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. For just, you know, right. Latin cuisine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you grocery shop. Yes. So we're... We all grocery shop. <laughs> I don't grocery shop. <laughs> okay, anyways. Because um, <laughs> Coleman does the grocery yeah. shopping, so yeah. I don't need to grocery... But if I had to grocery shop, let's just be clear, I would grocery yeah. shop. Okay. Okay, let's set the record. You've been in a grocery store. I've seen one, of course. <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but like 20 years ago, that ethnic aisle was like... Everything that wasn't quote unquote Exactly. White. It was like soy sauce. Yeah. Um, Skyflake crackers, yeah. like these Filipino crackers. Yeah. It's just like a modge podge of like, yeah, just, yeah, non curry paste. Food. Yeah, curry stuff. paste. Yeah, tacos. No, for sure. Definitely. Um, so that's where he he wants to see that end. And he also wants supermarkets to mix it all up. Yeah. You know, putting sauces and sauces. Yeah. Because so you the teriyaki sauce, you're going to see it with the... The pesto sauce. The pesto sauce. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> hey, is it racist to do accents like that? Yeah, I think it is. Oh, no. <laughs> but it's more American-Italian. <laughs> so... It, and I know a lot of American yeah. Italians, so it's okay. Yeah, we know somebody. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it's, okay. it's cool. Yeah. Um. So anyways, he wants that to end, and it's just like sauces totally. and sauces, yeah. noodles and noodles, yeah. which makes the most sense. Yeah. And I think as like a population, yeah. we're a little more diverse too. Totally. Like we don't need to go to the ethnic aisle to to figure out this is not like white people food. But why does there, why did we have to segregate? Like why did grocery stores even have to do that to segregate your food? Like this is what white people eat in this aisle. This is what colored people eat. So it, I think when I was reading in the article, it used to be this like thinking food adventurers yeah, would yeah. go to this like ethnic aisle. Got it. So and if then, you're feeling like, you know, risque. <laughs> wild, <laughs> I will try teriyaki sauce. Yeah, exactly. The other thing was, um, for new immigrants, they would know where to go right away. It's having to like yeah. go through different aisles to find. Got it. So it's like for ease of accessing yeah. something. Yeah, got it. Um, but which is not the case anymore because no. as neighborhoods grew and yeah. like more um, immigrants came and uh, come into the country, yeah, more and niche markets. Um, they would create their own markets. Yeah, totally. They're realizing they're not filling my needs, so I need to do this. Yeah. Like growing up, did your mom go to? Like yeah. Superstore? Yeah, we definitely went to Superstore. Um, then we also went to, like, our our quote-unquote niche supermarkets, you know? Like, there used to be... H-Mart? There, uh, even, or even longer ago, there used to be this place called um, Henlong, which was a... Oh, yes. That's a, what I mean, Henlong. Yeah. It used to be, like, a, it was, like, a Vietnamese Asian supermarket. So they sold like all, like, the Vietnamese Asian... Like, it, we, it was... It was a Vietnamese owner that started it, and it was primarily, like, Vietnamese, but because the cuisines are so similar, right? Like, Chinese people could go there and they could buy all their stuff, and Chinese people were. So, yeah, I mean, and then along came another big supermarket called um, TNT, which oh, was, like... yes, that's right, yes. Which is, like, the supermarket for not, 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 like, a large chain supermarket for, like, Asian immigrants, specifically Chinese, that had all the ingredients that Chinese people buy, so... yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I just, so yeah, I do remember shopping Superstore, but we never really. Yeah, it would be like Superstore, Henlong, yeah. and then or... it was TNT. Yeah, or TNT or something like that. Um, yeah. There were times like my 
mom, my grandma would make my aunt go down to Chinatown yeah. and pick up some yeah. like specialty stuff. Totally. So like even like before like the niche supermarkets came out, Chinatown was a place for Chinese people to go to. But um, yeah, so I I can go on a sidetrack tension on this, but um, I feel like the decline of Chinatown in Vancouver is due to the uprise of all these supermarkets that are supermarkets that are opening up for Asians outside of Chinatown. Well, you know Richmond I mean? is Chinatown. Yeah, now. like we have a suburb called Richmond, which is like dominantly Asian community. Um, yeah, so that's like massive city Chinatown right there. So we don't really need a China, Chinatown because the Chinese people or the Asian immigrants that live in Vancouver don't need to go to Chinatown anymore. They can just go on a five minute drive to their their Asian supermarket or drive 15 minutes to Richmond, which has everything. That's like the the realistic view about Chinatowns like throughout like major cities now. Maybe not San Francisco so much, yeah. but like Victoria, for instance, has a Chinatown. Yeah. And they still have very much like that feel yeah. of like the lanterns and stuff. Totally. But it's not Chinatown. It's There's not, not like markets yeah, there totally. selling Chinese produce. Yeah. I mean the Vancouver Chinatown still has those yeah. sells the produce, sells the barbecued meat, sells the poultry and and like fresh meats. But it's definitely not as bustling as it used to be. And I think, like, if you put that into context of the supermarkets, like, Chinatown was the ethnic food aisle in the grocery store. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I guess from what David Chang is saying, it sounds like he wants to kind of abolish the specific aisle and integrate it into the rest of the market. Yeah. Which is kind of like what's going on in the city, so to speak. That's true too. With um, so Loblaw, which is Superstore, yes, is um, I guess the umbrella. That's the umbrella company, right? And then it's like Superstore, yeah. no, frills, no frills, like all this other yeah. stuff. Um, that they acquired TNT, yeah. So that's yeah. Loblaws, right? Um, and because of that too, they've realized the shopping, um, I guess patterns of their international customers are different, yeah. So now they're renovating their stores to accommodate to them as well. And it's like in different um, areas in in Canada. So like Halifax would have a different sort of international offering than like here. Like in terms of like the available products in the yeah. supermarket. So like TNT has their own brand of stuff. Mm-hmm. So they would carry a brand of their stuff. So it'd be like more generic stuff like teriyaki sauce or, or chow mein noodles. Or yes. something. So TNT brand chow mein noodles in a superstore. Yes. Got it. So it's kind of cool because yeah. it are works they gonna... independently like TNT does. Right. Um, so they've got their own thing yeah. and their own market research. And yeah. then they just talked about um, like locations together. Like totally. Like blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So are they going to put, so with the integration of like these Asian products in like the blah, blah superstores of the, of the, the, the country, are they going to put it in a specific aisle for like the ethnic aisle, or are they going to integrate it into? They're going to integrate it in. Yeah. Um, their sauces, and right? Stuff. Yeah, They've yeah, already yeah. started to do that. Yeah, so it's not like a specific aisle anymore. No, I think they're moving away from that too, and people yeah. they're finding that people are it's more like aware. Yeah. Of these different cuisines, yeah. that they don't need to go totally. If it's not there in the noodle aisle, then they have to go to the international. 
Um, but that's just aisle. confusing. So what goes in? Are they? What I don't goes even think in the there's going to be an international yeah, aisle, right? Which makes things a lot easier to shop for. If you want noodles, you go to the noodle section or some shit like that. But it makes the most sense. Pasta noodles, you know, grains so and rice. They're saying like twenty percent of the population in two thousand eighteen. Yeah. Um, is so called ethnic. Right. So that's like a huge population, and that's going to double in twenty thirty six. So then, if you're thinking about who you're serving, yeah, it's not one aisle anymore. You right. know what I mean? Totally. Um, I think it's great. I mean, I think, I think it's needed. If anything, it's like it's that's such a dated way of shopping now is to like shop for ethnic foods in the ethnic aisle. You know, like I feel like you know with bathrooms now becoming universal, right? <laughs> like you think your grocery shopping experience would be a universal shopping experience as well. I mean, it's it's not I don't I don't think it's racist or like discriminatory per se. I just feel like you're kind it of It sounds racist, yeah. but I feel like at that time in the 90s you're just it made like sense. Yeah, yeah, you're filling a need. Totally. It's like I don't need 27 kinds of chow mein. Yeah, exactly. I need two and I need it away from my spaghetti. But that's that's kind of fucked up though, right? Because like Italian food, pasta specifically has a million different varieties too, yeah. <laughs> but yet they have an aisle dedicated for Italian food. It's, it's because Caucasian people understand Italian food, but they don't understand. Mm, and that yes. must be it, I guess. Yeah. It's very complex. But you know what I mean? It's like, yes. if you can have like an aisle for pasta noodles and an aisle for pasta sauces, why can't you have an aisle for like soy sauce and an aisle for noodles? You yeah, know? you're right. Well, so, that's what they're moving into. And yeah. I, I guess that's why we have TNT as yeah. well. Yeah. And I think it's it'll eventually be normalized where a, a pasta aisle will be just as common as a noodle aisle, you know? Yeah. I look forward to that. And I, I get where David Chang is coming from, for sure. So I appreciate that. It's something he pointed out, you know? Because I've always noticed it, but I never really. No, you're just used it. to seeing yeah. it too. It's exactly. It's just like, ah, that's where I get my stuff. Yeah. At the safe way. Totally. It's like we don't have to segregate everything like that or label things ethnic or different. You yeah, know? totally. I feel, if anything, that just points out the fact that your You're food is white. different. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's always been like a common thing, right? It's like Asian food is always different from quote unquote white people food. But like what the fuck is even white people food, right? Denny's. It's just <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Don't even get me started. That's my sour. sour. (laughs) That's a good sour. Okay. And it's very specific. Okay. So, yeah, that's my article. I just want to talk about it because I just remember shopping there with my grandma and the article came out and I was like, Superstore. That's where we found everything. Yeah. Superstore (laughs) was was awesome. that one aisle. But, you know, the funny thing is like, even Superstore now has it, but like now they integrate it. But like you didn't see like Superstore um, calling out. And a section in the produce section for Asian vegetables. Like you can buy bok choy and Oh yeah, no, that's right. And choy sum and all that stuff in one in, in the same area you get your lettuce and your kale. So Yeah, why did they put produce in that international aisle then? Totally. <laughs> it's like fuck off. Anyway, regardless, it's not it's good that people are recognizing it now and Lawbaz is doing something about yeah. it. So, you know, if you like to cook, you like to grocery shop, check out that that ethnic aisle, you'd be surprised at some things you, you find. You are so food adventurous yeah, when exactly. you go into that aisle. People are going to look and be like, wow, they're wild. <laughs> <laughs> it's like going into the porn section at Blockbuster. <laughs> Ooh, wild. Risky. <laughs> yeah. And on that note. Um, ethnic porn. <laughs> ethnic <Risque>. porn. Risky. <laughs> um, yeah. So this talks of segregation and not, not, I don't know if it's like a racist topic that you had, but more just like. You know, 
labeling and stereotyping and all that stuff. Uh, leads in, sort of leads into my topic about a bill that was recently passed in Quebec called, it's formally known as Bill 21. I don't, I couldn't find out what the new, what the new name of it was. But back in June, this law was passed by the Coalition Avenir Quebec. Um, and this bill essentially uh, seeks to affirm um, laicity or secularism within the province, province's civil service. So essentially, this bill bans um, public teachers, police officers, government lawyers, and other authority figures from wearing religious symbols at work. And it also requires public services to be given without face covering, such as um, like a, a, a niqab, a niqab, like the face. Oh, the hijab? Yeah, niqab and hijab, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. I, I apologize for <laughs> told my Middle Eastern <laughs> listeners. I hope I didn't blunder that. Um, I apologize too. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, this law was passed only in Quebec. So it's like a provincial bill that requires... Anybody that works in those services to not wear any religious symbols, and there's this, there's been a pretty big um, backlash from people who do wear that stuff, obviously, and ethnic and minority groups, because that's obviously it goes against their religious rights and also like their own culture and race in a sense. Um, so, two civil rights groups uh, within hours of the law coming to effect filed a motion. Um, Sorry, this is from CBC. Uh, this was posted like last month. And they said that two civil rights groups are seeking an appeal after Quebec Superior Court Justice refused their emergency request to temporarily freeze parts of the province's new religious symbol laws. Um, the two groups are the National Council of Canadian Muslims and the civil, Canadian Civil Liberties Association. Um, so they uh, uh, essentially filed... Um, filed something within hours of the law coming to effect. Uh, so they filed a motion challenging its constitutionality, saying parts of its force, saying parts of it forced people to give up their identities. Um, that motion included a request for an injunction, a legal measure that would have frozen parts of the law while waiting for the courts to weigh in on the bigger constitutional questions. Um, unfortunately, that got deferred, and they said that the, the, the courts said that it needs to be a wider provincial discussion of whether or not that can be frozen. Um, so as of now, there's still a lot of groups that are trying to to stop this or prevent it, not prevent it, um, to, to, I guess, kill the bill, essentially. So right now that bill is alive and active. Yeah, so it's like it was approved, so now it's being kind of like put into work. So it hasn't fully been um, instated. So if you are wearing your like turban, yeah, then and and you are a teacher, you are a police officer or anything like that. It's horrible. Then you you then you have to go so do your job without wearing that. You can't wear a cross around your no. neck either. Then. So it's everything, anything that it's deemed. Um, yeah, that's totally discriminatory. Totally religious symbols at work, and while I do agree that like religion. And your not your religion is your own personal life, right? But then your social life, your work life. I do agree that there should be some sep like it should be separate in a sense that like how you do your job or how you make a decision in your professional life, in your social life. I don't know if social life is the right word, but just like you shouldn't let religion affect those around you. Does that make sense? It's like 
Like so if, is someone's turban bothering somebody at the workplace? Yeah, see, like, that's... it. I don't know, but I guess... I guess the way they see it is... Say, like, if you're a teacher or you're, like, a police officer, right? Mm-hmm. And you're wearing a turban. Um, the I guess the question is whether or not your actions are influenced by your religious beliefs. So even if you take your turban off, you even if you take your turban off, you still have those beliefs. <laughs> exactly. So it doesn't make a difference. They're still going to so believe what they're going to believe. That is so, so stupid. That's what I'm thinking. Like, they never really clarified. I, I couldn't really dig deeper into why, like, the what what point of the religious... So then how about people who express themselves through clothing? Yeah. Religion like is fashion. part of it. Yeah. Now... I'm really into I don't know punk yeah. music. Yeah, <laughs> I don't but then know what you dress like mohawks. Yeah, but I think I think in addition to that, it's like for so say like you're wearing a turban and I'm like your customer or whatever, right? Okay. What if I'm of a religion that is like has a conflict with your religion? You know what I mean? Does does that have an effect on one's interest or one's decision making because of that like say if we're working together and I don't know you're Christian and I'm Palestinian. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, I don't know. And, and, you're, don't... and you're wearing your cross, you know? It's like, I, I can't work with this person because So when Christian, these they... people got were hired, yeah. was he wearing a turban? Yeah. Okay. So just it's to... like... Yeah. So um, just to kind of go further on... Um... They were hired on their so, merit, yeah. no? Yeah. So they were hired on their merit. Definitely. They were hired on their merit. But now it's like... So I guess... Yeah. I'm not sure. It's like... Now that this law is in effect, it doesn't change. It doesn't change the fact that that they're religious or they have a specific religion. I think it just means that they can't show it in a public situation, <laughs> a public work situation. Yeah, it sounds so ridiculous. Like, how is this even passed? Doesn't it sound? It sounds stupid. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Um, Maybe so... no one said it out loud. They just read it in a memo. <laughs> well, okay, listen to this. Okay, so the Montreal Gazette uh, did a poll, pretty much like a week after this bill got passed and it said that, so they, they first they, they pulled um, all of Canada and they said, and the poll showed that 59% of Canadians disapprove. Um, Only 59? 50, I know. I was quite surprised. I thought it'd be higher, yeah. but 59% of Canadians disapprove and a total of 41% um, approved, approved um, this cat, approved this essentially. And then within that 41%, more than half, Strongly approved it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So then they approved, strongly approved. Yeah. So this is like five. Yeah. So then, um, specific to Quebec, sixty-four percent approved the bill, and only thirty-five percent said they disapproved. Which is crazy. Shocking. I know. It's like, what does one's turban or one's hijab or nichab? Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that right. Or cross or whatever have anything to do with, like. You know, you being a teacher or you being a police officer. Like, can you teach? Are you protecting the public? Oh, yeah. yes to all those things? Okay, you're doing a great job. It just seems so ass-backward that we would enact, like, that, that a bill like this would be approved. I mean, let's keep in mind it's only in Quebec, but it just kind of goes to show you the type of people that are living in Quebec. If freaking 64% of people approve this bill, that's insane. And it, it kind of makes me wonder, like, is Quebec our... Middle America, <laughs> you know. I used to think like the prairies were, yeah. But but that seems. That, I mean, you know, Quebec has always been like this one where like, oh, we are our own independent yeah. like 
province or they want to be their own country. They want to, to like get yeah. If separate. you don't speak French, they're separatists. Those, yeah, totally. Yeah, but it's like they that's you. so. In a sense, I'm not surprised that Quebec would approve something like this, but I kind of want to give Quebec the benefit of that they were a bit more forward than that. So it's very disappointing. So then, just recently, um, the Francophone School Board Commission Scolaire de Montréal. Uh, they actually, so this bill hasn't been fully enforced yet, right? But they've already began to quietly include um, a notice in their job posting saying applicants will need to comply with the law and not wear religious symbols if they are applying for teaching or administrative positions. Um, oh my gosh. However, that same school board, um, in June, the board voted not to apply Bill 21. So they said they weren't going to do it, but then they started doing it anyways. Um, at the time, the board said it needed more time to consult with parents, teachers, and unions on how to do so. So whether or not the the, the Montreal School Board actually did consult with parents, teachers, and unions, it's definitely showing that they are enforcing it or beginning to enforce it. Or maybe it. they did connect with everyone and they're like, yeah, yeah we love exactly. that bill. Like, definitely. But it's like, that's so fucked up. Like, Side me up. That they would even like... that. That that many people are for this kind of thing. Um, so just going on further, specific to uh, teachers, Bill 21 prohibits new public teachers from wearing religious symbols. Um, however, teachers already on the job, so when they had a job, and I'm assuming yeah. this applies to also, actually maybe not, teachers already on the job are exempt under a grandfather clause, provided they stay in the same position. So in other words... Yeah, if you get promoted. Yeah, if you get promoted, then the new law applies in defense. you got to take off that that they should be like well gucci this is the latest <laughs> exactly too. yeah totally like gucci's freaking coming out with turban so yeah, this like, is like an accessory but no obviously if it's like a religious symbol it's not yeah. that kind of accessory totally so um that's crazy yeah so when the law passed uh trudeau did uh it was brought up to trudeau's attention um and he did he did have some criticisms for quebec's bill 21 um uh and he can spoke, he veto it? He, he can't veto it, but he can definitely take action to, to get, okay. get it into it. I, I think so. Because it's like, in this situation, I think the province is, it's up to, like, the province has the power to enact laws within their province. Yeah. So because of that, a lot of people that are living in Quebec right now who do who, who do wear religious things, yeah. um, they now are finding ways to, like, not finding ways, but are now having to leave Quebec because... They can't work at their job anymore because they can't wear their turban or they can't wear their kippah Awful. or hijab. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so at a news conference in Washington, D.C., somebody did bring this up to our good old Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. And his response was, we do not feel it is a government's responsibility or in a government's interest to legislate on what people should be wearing. We will certainly ensure that our views are well known and continue to defend Canadian rights. So just, just for... Um, just to give you an understanding on how many people voted yes. Like, so the one I talked to you was just a poll that people, they, they surveyed people. The actual uh, percentage was 73 to 35. Oh my gosh. That's insane. That's crazy. That's so many people who don't want to see that. Yeah. So yeah, so um, it's it like, that's, I feel like it goes against people's human rights. Yes. And it also goes against people's religious freedoms to be able to totally to practice their religion. Yep. So I think it's, it's, it's so backwards. Like, yeah. especially like, you know, I always say, especially in Canada, yeah. it's so multicultural. <laughs> exactly. It's like, especially that. Yeah. But it's 73%. Oh my gods. It's like, what do you do if you are somebody that's victim to that now? It's like, how do you make a living? Like, do you, 
do you sacrifice your personal religious beliefs for the sake of making a living and you know surviving or do you leave the country which is another big slew of things because the province that you now live in won't doesn't accept well, if you're you a are. teacher, there's teacher shortages everywhere. Yeah, and totally. Vancouver is one of them. It just it seems so fucked up that people would think that because this per- this teacher or this police officer wear- is wearing a turban, that there's some kind of, I don't know. I don't even know. Like, if that teacher was doing a fine job up until this point, yeah. w- what are we questioning here? Yeah, and why is this even an issue? It's like, look at the entire province. Like, look at Vancouver. Crazy. Like, people, the people here are so multicultural and... We don't have any, like, we've never had any problems with people wearing religious artifacts or not artifacts, but religious pieces of clothing or jewelry or whatever. So why is this an issue? Like, this is such a non-issue to to create. You know what I mean? Tell them, move to Vancouver. Apparently, we're the most friendliest in all the world. So anyways, I I apologize for all our Quebec listeners. Um, Really shitty situation. Don't give up. Keep fighting because I feel like this bill is going to come and it's going to go and it's just going to be a little laughing point in history. Haha. <laughs> Not now. Too early. Yeah. So Too early. That is my topic. Yeah. Something no, that no. got me a bit heated, but, you know, just... Rightfully so. Like I, like I said, I want to say, I just want to repeat that. I do think that, like, your job is one thing, but your job should not be influenced by your religious beliefs. Does that make sense? It's like you kind of want to keep that separate, right? Like, Sure, but that's also like part of you. Yeah, it's like part of you, of for sure. A lot of your morals are maybe like ingrained in your religious beliefs and how you were brought up. Yeah, that's, that's something true. sometimes you can't like separate. Yeah. I, I think I'm more specifically referring to like biases that could come up through your religious beliefs. You know what I mean? Like say you are a, I don't know, say you're a Christian and you don't gay want gay people yeah are you gonna say <laughs> yeah that or something like that you know what i mean it's yeah. like that kind of thing right it's like that's where you're using your religious beliefs as a bias to choose one person over the other or to make one decision you know what i mean so then at the interview i'm gonna wear like a giant cross it's like hey i see your cross <laughs> you see my cross my christian brother <laughs> you love praise jesus <laughs> but you know what i mean it's no, like I, I know what you mean in that aspect yeah but then that person's like yeah i don't know i yeah, it's that bill is awful. Yeah, all in itself. It's like you should never. I understand that too. Yeah. So, like, remember, I think it was like a year ago, Trinity Western's a Christian college. Yeah. in Langley. You're right. Uh, and they offer a law program. Yes. But they were saying they couldn't honor that law program yeah. because of their own religious yeah. beliefs. Yeah, I remember that. We and talked biases. about biases. Yeah. yeah. So that I get. Like, you as a lawyer should be unbiased. Yeah. And if that is interfering with your work then you cannot practice as a lawyer totally exactly so i get that that i get yeah that's what i'm trying to say it's like your your religious beliefs are your beliefs but they shouldn't be like a a deciding factor in making the right choice or making the right decisions does that make sense yeah no i i I totally get that yeah but this is that bill 21 i feel like a different kind of bias yeah totally it's been it's taken to the extreme yeah you know what i mean it's like all right you don't want religious choices in your religious things in your choices or decisions then let's get rid of all religious things yeah it's like such an extreme to do something like it's like a childish thing you know what i mean no one gets it yeah if i can have it then nobody has it nobody so yeah no i I, I, wake the fuck up quebec fucked up anyways 
I just wanted yeah. to say that because. No, that was a good one. Yeah. I did see it. I didn't read further, but it looked very interesting. <laughs> it's a good one. So, yeah, yes. if you want, check out um, CBC. They have, they're doing, they're covering this quite well. Um, check out Global. Global just recently started talking about this because of the new bill that was passed in the school board. Um, yeah, Montreal Gazette is another good one if you want to read more on the, the stats of the the Quebecers who were in favor of the poll and of the bill. So, yeah. Um, that's the gist of that. Cool. Well, cool. I'll share that on Instagram. Yeah, Just definitely. Little screenshots of the article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So okay. I guess this is the time we move into our sweet and sours, sours and sweets. That is right. All right. Do you want to? Yeah, wanna go I want to start because I kind of gave yeah. you a preview. <laughs> um, I was part of that. So. Who's been to the Denny's on Davy lately? Please say you haven't, because that place is awful. It's the worst. That um, you know, I don't remember Denny's being so fucking bad. It like, was that awful. was terrible. It was so bad. Between like the saddest service I've ever received in my life Just to the frantic sad food waiters, <laughs> like. I don't remember, you know, and maybe because we're there at like you know three o'clock in the morning, I'm not going to notice. Yeah. But man, in the light. Light of day. Summer evenings. Oh, my God. Don't ever go there. This is Davy and Thurlow. It was the worst. So what What was your worst experience there? Tell me. Tell me what, was your, what was the highlight of the worst experience? Well, fuck the waiter, <laughs> man. It's like, come here, man. I just want to give you a hug. Looks like you're having a rough day. Yeah, so this guy, sweaty. Overworked. Overworked. Didn't look like he showered in a couple of days. The man's tired. One man for the entire restaurant. And then one other lady who was... I don't not know where there and then not there and then all of a sudden she'd ask if he wanted water. Yeah, this guy was, was like running around was dealing with like ten tables. Didn't really have time. You asked him for one thing and he looked flustered already. Like, I asked the guy for lettuce and tomato. Yeah, and he looked like that was like the biggest thing that I could ever How ask dare for. You asked that for your burger. How dare I? So yeah, my burger was like blah. Coleman's burger was so blah. Yeah, he says whatever the fuck she was trying to eat was mac so and blah. cheese. Everything. <laughs> Yeah, it was worse. And to top it off, we get the bill. And this, the lady that was there, but not really there, decides to give us our bill. And she decides to remind my brother, who generously paid for dinner. She's like, oh, um, tip isn't included in that. And I was like, bitch! And you're like, dude, I was like, what, what, always? And I was like, what, what? sorry, what do you mean? She's like, oh yeah, the tip, the, we don't include the tip in the bill. I'm like, do you always, do you normally include the tip in the bill? She's like, no. That's her uh, saying, friendly reminder. Tip us. Yes. It's like, but do you think you deserve a fucking tip after this shitty service and this shitty food? Yeah, no. Tipping is a privilege, not a right. Yeah, man. And I get that you're overworked and you're working for tips, but that is no way to ask for, to a, ask tip. for a tip. You work for it, like, girl. Who the fuck are you? I know. Fucking Denny's. I know. And Never again. She looked at Issa and she's like, oh, why is she upset? And I was like, because you didn't include the tip in the bill. <laughs> <laughs> and then we threw our food on the floor and kicked all the chairs down. It's like you, and that's how we left that place. How dare you? Yeah, that is so rude. I don't know. She's maybe. So are we just being like, are we being snooty though? Um, oh. What other restaurant would say that to you? Unless you're a group of 27 or 25 or whatever. Actually, that's true. Yeah, not even like a Chinese restaurant would say that to you. Yeah, and Chinese no. restaurants are notorious for bad service. And they're rude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. This is Denny's for Yeah, it was pretty sakes. bad. Not only that, but it was dirty too. It's, it's Davy and Thurlow. I don't know. Again. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like other Denny's have been, customer yeah. service has always been good, but that 
that Denny specific. I mean, I get it. They deal with all the late night club kids. But like you said, this was at like 7 p.m. Yeah. in the evening. Prime dinner time. Yeah. So, no. That's but, the last time we're ever going to go there. Yeah. So, don't go to Denny's on Davian Thurlow. Yeah. Never. Yeah. I thought it'd be fun. It was not fun. It was not. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Do you have a sour? My sour? Um, no, I don't have a sour. Ah, fantastic. Yeah. Actually, you know what? I, I have a slight shower. sour, actually. Okay, sure. Um, when you're recycling your shit, can you please rinse your shit? <laughs> That's a good one. Because I found out that if your containers and stuff aren't cleaned properly, that the recycling depot just throws it out. You know what? Our whole recycling system is a big sham. Like, after that whole, like, Philippines getting a shitload of our garbage and then me, like, reading a little bit more of where it goes, like, I think this whole recycling business is some bullshit. But wasn't wasn't that garbage not recycling? It's But then our recycling goes to other places. It doesn't get recycled here for the most part. There's just too much of it. Because it it gets processed elsewhere? Yes. There are places here that do it. And I think they're, like, Delta Anasis Island. Yeah. Um, So they do process it to like little pebbles but now they're having a hard time selling that so that that plastic is still here and not living like a second or third life so just being like stockpiled somewhere like yeah. pebbles of plastic yeah yeah Ugh, i don't know what to i just reduce some articles that we could talk about this maybe on earth day or something <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah if we could just try to reduce yeah definitely carbon footprint here. do you need that coffee cup no, bring your own coffee cup. Do you need a straw? You definitely don't need a straw. That's like hardly a dent, though. You know what I mean? But every it's little thing. Yeah, but it's. Sure, it's a start. It's right? a start. And we even if, if everybody does their job and if, say we don't use coffee cups, can you imagine how much of an impact that will have if everybody stops using a coffee cup? All it takes is one person to start a trend. That's true. Yeah. So, anyways, reduce. Reuse. Use recycle. Recycle. Yeah. That's right. Um, okay, so moving on to sweets. What's your sweet? Uh, my sweet is a Amazon Prime recommendation. Yeah. Just discovered it. It's a show called Red Oaks. Tell us about it. Not about trees. <laughs> so it's a, it takes place in the 80s. Okay. And it's a, this, you know, coming to age uh, kind of show. It's funny. It's a little bit dramatic. Uh, but the focus is on a character named David. He, I think he's like a first year NYU student. Yeah. He works at a country club. Okay. And drama ensues. Fun. It's really good. Amazon Prime? Amazon Prime. Red Oaks. And the guy from Mad About You, do you remember that show? Yeah. He's in it. Something Rubens? Paul Rubens? Yeah. Is that his name? That, Paul I think it sounds about right. <laughs> Helen Hunt's husband. Cool. Yeah. So that's I a check recommendation. It out. I enjoy it. But so you got to get an Amazon Prime account first. <laughs> but who doesn't have one? Yeah. Everyone, everyone uses Amazon yeah. Prime. I don't. If you're cool. Why? I don't have Amazon Prime. Okay. I'll share my account with you. Thanks. Um, and if you're on there, watch American Gods. Okay. That's also a good one. Okay. Um, okay. My suite is actually, um, I think if you're not Asian, this may not be as cool, but um, there's this new uh, jewelry designer named Ada Chen, and she's... Um, Come up with this jewelry line that um, she calls a visual metaphor for, um, I guess, Asian people who have been exposed to certain stereotypes and discriminations. Um, 
So she kind of takes these things that she's kind of been... Um, she says, being forced to wrestle with my identity when I moved away from college is kind of like the... Uh, the, the 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 reason for why she created this. Um, so she has these things called chink eyepieces, oh my which gosh. are like slanty, slanty eye, um, like things that that create slanty eyes. You know what I mean? Because like you know how a lot of people will say Asians have slanty eyes. Yeah. So it's like rather than be embarrassed of it, why not own it? Own it. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what one thing. Like a necklace charm with. No, slanty it's like literally eyes. like something that you would like you put on your ears and it like pulls your eyes to slant essentially (laughs) like glasses almost okay um i'm gonna have to see this ada chad and she has uh so so just to summarize uh this article was on it's nice that she's it says her strong use of visual visual metaphor seen in hot chinitos and chink eyepiece profoundly communicate the problematic westernized standards that are ubiquitously enforced through throughout mainstream society Ada's biggest inspirations are memes, and her work clearly mirrors this by socially perceptive and lightly heart, lightheartedly humorous jewelry. Um, yeah, so check it out. It's pretty hilarious. Like, she has some pretty fun things. Like, she'll have, like, um, text messages. Okay, yeah. I saw that one. Yeah, te- text message airings that show, like, like somebody fetishizing, like, an Asian girl. Yeah, like, um, this one says, "Are you Chinese, Asian, or Chinese?" She's like, "I'm Chinese, but Chinese is a type of Asian." So, so you came from China, and Noah's born in SF, and the person's like, "Dope, dope." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's an earring. Yeah, so it's like rather than be like, "Oh, shunning it," like why not own it and like put it out in people's faces, you know? And I kind of like that, you know. It's like, yeah, you know what? Like, yeah, you're confronting. Yeah, you're these, confronting like, it. Asian stereotypes. Exactly, and really putting it in people's faces to see like this is the kind of shit that we have to deal with. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that is my cool. recommendation. Check it I'm out. I'm going to check it out. Her jewelry pieces are quite expensive. Yeah. I couldn't find the name of that brand. Do you have it or it's, no? Um, it's um, uh, called Pot Adichen. That's yeah. the... A- Adichen, yeah. Adichen. Yeah, just Google her. Check it out. That's her website. It's P-O-T-A-D-A-C-H-E-N.com. Yeah, so there you go. Patata Chen. Patata. So yeah, um, that is it. That's episode 30. Episode 30, what, 32, 32, 32, 32, 32, 32, 32, 32, 32, 32, 32, 32, 32, 32, 32, 32, 32, 32, 32, 32, 32, that was episode 32 rate and review us on itunes you can listen to on soundcloud stitcher spotify anywhere you hear podcasts um follow us on instagram yellow packaging 604 to see all our episode uh posts and what we're talking about until next time bye, bye.